felt it only right that we change the narrative. Because what has happened, I believe, is that so many people are in tune to what's going on in the world and what the enemy is doing that we've lost focus on what God is doing. That we've stopped hearing about what God is doing. We, we've stopped talking about what God is doing because we've become so overwhelmed with what the enemy is doing. So okay, this, this, the next couple of weeks, um, I want to focus on what God is doing in our lives. And so this is my testimony will be a series where we will hear about the goodness of God that is happening right now. Because the enemy would have you believe that God isn't performing miracles. The enemy would have you believe that God isn't real. The enemy would have you believe that the, that the, that the Lord has lost somehow and that he's not doing anything and that he's forgot about us when that couldn't be further from the truth. So I'm determined to spend the next couple of weeks here on stage on social media, on all of our platforms, promoting what God is doing in people's lives. And I, I, I would implore you during this series that if God lays it on your heart, share with someone what God has done in your life. Because you never know how what God has done through you can be used to bless somebody else. Let me get started. God has been doing some amazing things in our church. And I was talking to my team, and I was talking to my wife, and I said, God has been doing some amazing things in this church, but here's what happens. We're the only ones to hear about it. My wife and I is the only one to hear about it, or, or, or whoever the team person is who told us, hey, man, this is good. And I'm like, man, the church needs to hear this. They need to hear what God is doing so that they can be encouraged, because we are all in different seasons of our lives. And sometimes we need to hear the victory of other people so that we can be encouraged that God can do it for us. John chapter 4, verse 39. I hope you brought your Bible today because if you're looking on the screen, um, you're going to be lost. So uh, pull out your Bible apps, pull out your Bibles, or uh, you can open the Bible app on the Limitless Church app. There's a Bible in there. You can go ahead and pull that out as well. Um, John chapter 4, verse 39. I'm going to go through uh, verse 39 uh, to 42. John is here, and he's uh, in one of my favorite stories, and he's showing us how one encounter with Jesus led to a whole city having revival. John chapter 4, he starts here uh, giving us the story of Jesus and the woman of Samaria. And so uh, uh, Jesus encounters this woman in this town uh, where Jews would normally not even go through. They would go out of their way to get to where they wanted to go to just so that they wouldn't have to go to Samaria. They would take the long way around because they thought that they were, you know, too high, too sedity. They thought that they were too good for the people in Samaria. But it's funny, Jesus uh, earlier here says, I must go to Samaria. So he goes to Samaria. He encounters this woman, um, and he's having a a very frank conversation with this woman, and, and he tells her about herself. He tells her some truths about herself. She, she starts to have a conversation. She deflects and starts having a conversation about, well, you guys worship here and I worship there. And Jesus said, no, I'm going to stop you right there, boo-boo, uh-uh, because the day is coming 
where it ain't going to matter where you worship because the only ones who worship must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can worship in A or Z. It doesn't matter. You must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we pick up in verse 39 after he has had this conversation. And she has run. She has run because of this encounter that she had. And she went and told everybody. Okay? Not everybody. She went and told everybody. (laughs) Verse 39 says, Now many Samaritans from that city believed in him and trusted in him as Savior because of what the woman said when she testified. He told me all the things that I have done. So when the Samaritan came to Jesus, they asked him to remain with him, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed in him with a deep abiding trust because of his word, his his personal message to them. And they told the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said, for now We have heard him for ourselves, and we know with confident assurance that this one is the truly the Savior of all the world. See, she had a past, and the past was ugly. She had a story, and it wasn't a story with a pretty bow at the end. She was considered to be the lowest of the low. Yet because of what God did, she used her story and who she was to tell everybody about the encounter that she had with Jesus. And as a result of it, in verse uh, 41, he says, 40, he says, uh, so when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked to remain with them and he stayed there two days. The very first revival that was in the Bible happens right here. Because of one woman's testimony, a whole city comes to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And because of their encounter with him, it wasn't enough for him just to be there that one day because he was already headed somewhere. It was like, no, please, can you stay uh, another day? Just, I, I can see him. Just stay tonight, Jesus. You know, that's how they do. You know, just stay tonight, Jesus. It's already late. You got a long walk ahead of you. Just stay tonight, Jesus. And he wound up staying there two more days because of one woman's testimony. We should never underestimate the power of our testimony. James says, as believers, we will go through trials. The difference is how we walk through those trials and the victory that we see in those trials. Because a lot of times what happens after we've been through it, the Lord will place people around us. The Lord will place people in front of us who need to hear the breakthrough of the very thing that we just walked through. For those in the fire, it gives them hope that something is real. And for those of us in the faith, it encourages us to keep the faith and continue to trust him until we have the testimony to share. Don't underestimate the power of your testimony. God can and will do something mightily through your testimony but it's up to you to share it. What you scared for? People, 
they going to know who you was? Yeah, that's who you was. Who cares? But they need to know who you were so that they can see who you are, so they can see how far God has brought you. That's the power of the testimony. We must, I, I, I say this all the time, don't be stingy with your Jesus. Don't be stingy with your Jesus. Tell them. Because through that, they overcome. Revelation says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the power of the testimony. That's how they overcame him. And so today, um, I have been very excited to share with you guys the story of, excuse me, the story of the Limitless Life Center and Limitless Church. Um, for the past two weeks, we've uh, shared with you guys, for those of you who haven't been here, I don't know where you've been at, don't let that happen again, but uh, <laughs> we've shared that um, we, God is doing some amazing things and we now have a home. Uh, praise God. We, we, yeah, we can clap for that. That we now have a home. We have, uh, are in the process of purchasing the former Holy Rosary uh, that will now be the new home for Limitless Church. And we are so excited about what happened and about how God worked that out. And so um, I'm going to have my wife come out and, and um, we're going to talk and we're going to share this story. You got your mic on, but I think so. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, y'all make some noise. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. That's all right. I, I'll clap for you. Thank you, honey. I'll clap for you. Let's switch. All right. So I don't have any of my notes. So that's too bad. Yeah. So <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna make this happen. Um. So maybe you can start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um. And kind of kind of draw a picture for us what the beginning looked like, yeah. what happened, and I, I'll jump in and we'll tag okay. team and we'll go. So I'll summarize um, probably the first half, yeah. right? The first half of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, or actually, no, the whatever year. you want to do, you okay. go for it. Um, so I'll start it back in January of 2021. Mm -hmm. um, so we had just started. We haven't even started. Hadn't even started our monthly services yet. Um, but we started looking because we knew that there was a possibility that we would need to find a new location. We were already, um, you know, kind of committed to here, and we were so grateful for it. But we knew that we would possibly need to transition um, in 2022, mm -hmm. January. Um, so we actually we started looking um, more so in April when we had our first um, monthly service. So we really ramped it up kind of in April because it's like, whoa, we're actually doing it, right? Yeah. We're actually Cause, here. Because I didn't know if anybody was going to come the first time. Right, so exactly. So let's just wait and see if people come <laughs> see how it first turns out. and see how it turns out. See how out. it yeah. turns out. So it turned out pretty all right in April. Um, we, we ramped up our looking. Um, got a, I mean, I think at this time it was just pretty much us and loopnet.com yeah. um, just yeah. kind of doing the search. Um, and then comes the summertime by this time, we actually looked at a few places. A few places being, are you guys ready for this? Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Craft Brothers Funeral Home. Yep. That was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we looked at Craft Brothers Funeral Home. Yeah, yeah, y'all laughing now, but y'all don't know. It was, was a thing. To be in there. Because we had no other option. So we're like, funeral home? 
it, maybe. We're going to bring the death to life. <laughs> oh, but you know what? <laughs> the creepiest thing, really quick, the creepiest thing is like while we're in there, he's going on the tour with the realtor looking all throughout the place. I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to just stay right here, right? I don't want to do the tour. I'll just trust his word. Out of all times, they're host, they started host, they're preparing to host a funeral. Yeah. I'm sitting in the front row, and lo and behold, doors swing open, and I don't know what they call the people, but they come rolling the casket in. Yeah, that happened. That I, happened, and that was I the said, Lord telling us we didn't need to I, be there. and they're like, oh, I'm so, we're so sorry, we didn't know you were in here. We'll I was like, nope, 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 I'll leave, I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, that was a hard no, but of course, you know, still, I was still like, hey, Lord, whatever you want, but that just didn't sit well with me. Um, we also looked at the old Movies 5, yes. movie theaters over by the mall. Um, and then, of course, it was getting better. Um, and then we uh, looked at um, another property over on Lincoln Street. It used to be an old preschool. Um, and then we also looked at the Godchocks building. Um, and like we kept hearing it said over and over, Woodland has no commercial inventory. Yeah. Okay, we just kept it was just the theme. We just kept hearing that. Um, and so that was the summer. By the fall, we were left still empty-handed. And for one reason or another, neither or none of those properties uh, worked out. But we still felt hopeful, you know? We still have, like, we still have time. I think it was just because we were really naive, I think. You know, we had, oh, yeah. It was our first commercial totally, buy, yeah. you know? So we're thinking, okay, something is going to pop up. We still have plenty of time, although this is like October, November sometime. Um, we still felt very hopeful, even though January 1st was approaching. Um, and then November comes around, and somehow, I mean, graciously, let me go back a little bit. In November, a couple of pastors here in town were so gracious to open their doors and let us kind of look around and see if it was something that we may be interested in. Yeah, Pastor um, John and Pastor Raul yeah, here in Woodland, yeah. So, such good, uh, such good men, and um, it didn't work out there for us. Um, and then somehow, some way, the Gotchocks building just like drops back in our lap. Yes. After we thought it had sold or we thought it was kind of out of our reach, somehow, some way, it gets dropped back in our lap. And this time, we actually believed that we had a good chance. Like, okay, this might actually work. We didn't think it was going to. We, uh, when we looked back at it at the summer, in the summer, we thought, like, no way. Yeah. This is way too big. This is way too much. And then it circled back around, and we're like, okay. Maybe this is a God thing, yeah. you know? This is God. So we actually entertained the thought of, of being there. It was 40,000 square feet. So it was yes. just like empty, looking at an empty warehouse. But we saw like, oh, my gosh, this can be so much for yes. us, you know? And it just looked right. It really did feel right. Mm -hmm. um, well, December comes here. December is here, and we have nothing. Now, remember, January 1st, 2022, it, we, we gotta, gotta go. Yeah, we we gotta, gotta make a move. Make some moves. But we had nothing, and it's December. Um, now this month, I would, I'll be honest. And this month was a very stressful month for us. Yeah. It was very stressful. Um, it was very uncertain. I think we did a lot of questioning yes. um, between the two of us, and you know, just really in prayer, we didn't hear anything from God. Like we were really seeking God, right? Yeah. We were really seeking, but I just don't, don't feel like we really heard anything. Yeah, and we, we, you know, prayed and mm -hmm. we fasted it. Yeah. And it, it, was, it was crazy because, um, if I could jump in, yeah. is this, you know, we had 
just, God had just given me the vision for the Limitless Life Center. Yeah. And in December, that first week was mm-hmm. when we actually told the church. Mm-hmm. And so on one side, we tell the church about, you know, yeah. hey, this is the vision that God has given us. And I mean, praise God, people started to give and give and give and give, and it just wouldn't stop. Mm -hmm. And it's like on one side, you have this happening on the other side of crickets. Yes, just like that. It It was so conflicting. It was so conflicting. And so that's when we did the questioning. We were exhausted because we had looked and scoured woodland from top to bottom. Uh, We were mentally and emotionally just drained. Um, And as you can imagine, like it's not, we're not looking for a home for our family, right? It's just us. We can move back in with mom and dad. No big deal. Shout out. (laughs) Why are you lying? That was my dad. Why are you lying? Why are you lying? You know, we can move back in with our parents. It was not a no big deal, but like we're responsible now for a church and not just like a church, but a growing church. Everyone is excited. Everyone is pumped up. Everyone is giving and yay, Life Center, yay, Limitless. But between the two of us, we're like, we have nothing. What are we going to do? And it was hard. Yeah. It was so hard. I think it was hard because it, we just, I felt like we weren't hearing anything yeah. from God. If it yeah. was a hard, and we, we talked about it, if it was a hard no from God, I would be good. I'm out of there. I'm yeah. good with that. You know, even though I, we loved the God chocks at that point, we loved it. But if it was a hard no, if God just told us that, we would have been fine. But we weren't hearing anything. And so that made it really, really um, difficult for us. Um, then we had to figure out, okay, a plan B. If we don't have a place, then what can we do? How can we be creative with the time that we have? How can we be creative with the space that we have? Um, And then I'm going to let him jump in on this one because he he gets pumped up because, you know, we considered, hey, what do we move to a different day of the week? And one thing about him that I I absolutely love is that he's not going to make a rash decision. If he's unfamiliar with something, he is going to research. He is going to talk to everybody. He is going to make sure that he gets the information that he needs to make an informed decision, um, including obviously praying, just, you know, really fasting and praying, and then on top of that, talking with everyone and doing all of his due diligence on what can we do to house our limitless family. Yeah, and so we looked at a couple of different areas to, like she said, to house Pastor John, Pastor Raul. We uh, looked at the um, fairgrounds. Oh, and, yeah, the fairgrounds. Um, you know, we, and we, so we were just really trying to do it, and so uh, I am blessed to have uh, a bunch of pastors around me yeah. and pastors who, who've planted churches and have some wisdom. And the one thing that they all told me, they, <laughs> said, to this, guys. they said, whatever you do, don't have church on Saturday. <laughs> whatever you do. People won't show up. Yeah. It won't come. Yeah. It's been tried. There's a reason yeah. that nobody is doing it. Right. So whatever you do, yeah. don't have church on Saturday. Yes. Whatever you got to do to have it on Sunday, you, it don't yes. matter what it looked like. Yes. You need to be on Sunday. And so what did we go and do? What is he going to do? Because he's like that. All right. We have church on Saturday. <laughs> so give it up, right? Give it up to God, and then obviously just for being bold and just stepping out and doing what what wasn't popular. Yeah, and and for me, I just felt a peace about it. Yeah. Um, even in the midst of everything that was going on, I felt a peace about it. And then, um, of course, I, I check with with the the people who are around me, and 
then I check with my volunteers mm -hmm. and my team to see, you know, what, what would this look like? And my team is for it, my volunteers are for it, the yeah. people who I go to and, and, and seek wisdom from. The Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. They said, hey, we're all for it. And so we continued at that point. We said, you know what? Uh, let's just have our services on Saturday, and we're going to call it Limitless Saturdays, and that's the day that we're going to have church. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. Here we are. Yes, I think so. I think we got to give it up. That's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and then January comes. Yes. Okay, so here we are, January. We're rocking out Limitless Saturdays. It's going great. It's going amazing. Um, and you want me to start on January 27th? Or is there something else that you No, like go for to? it. Okay, so January is here. We're rocking it out. We're having a good time. Saturdays are working. We're excited. God's, you know, God's presence is here, which is first and foremost. And then we get to January the 27th. Yes, sir. Okay, ask what happens on January 27th. Y'all got this responsible when I'm preaching. I now. love it. <laughs> January 27th, y'all, we got approved for $1.6 million. Yeah. Yeah. Limitless Church got approved for $1.6 million, and I'll never forget the phone call. We were headed out to my parents' house, and just real quickly, the, um, the loan officer was like, hey, I don't know what's happening, but we have never done this to a church that for a church that's so small for not so small but so young so new yes. so new we had just really launched in august but here we go we really believe in what what limitless is about we believe what the future has for we believe that god is in it so we are approving you for 1.6 million yes. it was crazy yes so crazy and so the plot thickens now because now we've really got our eye on on god chocks and now yeah. we're really going for god chocks yeah. and we really think this is it because i mean hey god provided yes. us with this 1.6 obviously you know not only that but well, now we have 500k oh yes and put, we have our 500,000 so that our, like, our family raised yes yes so this is a real thing you guys so we're fired up on January 27th, you couldn't tell us nothing, right? Yes. Oh, you really couldn't tell us anything. So I'll let yes. you go ahead. And, and, and not only that, <laughs> but um, so that happened. We got the approval, um, but we also got some unexpected income that wound up coming in. Um, from some people and some donations that happened way, way yeah. earlier, um, we got some uh, some unexpected funds that came in. And so at this point, we're like, oh, this building is ours, buddy. Yes. <laughs> this building is ours. And so from there, am I, is me? Yeah, okay, yeah. so from there, um, we just really started pursuing the building. Mm -hmm. I, I spoke with our board and said, hey, this is the situation. This is where we are. And, you know, I want to go ahead and, and move forward uh, pursuing this building. And so um, I spoke with the board. I spoke with my family. Uh, of course, my wife. I said, okay, let's do it. My, uh, the realtors, everybody. I had Miss Lori's here. I had Miss Lori running up through that mall, she like, did, yes. all day and night. We, <laughs> we going back and forth. She got on the roof one time for me. Yes. We, we, we try. We, we're, we're really pursuing it. And so God had given us favor with the property manager there. And so we're going in. And I'm where my, me and dad are walking through. We're playing out where the, where the walls are going to be, where the sanctuary is going to We need to move the bathrooms up this way. And, and we've gotten everything down, and, and we're really excited about it. And so we got to the point to where we actually put in an offer um, for what we were approved for. Now, the asking price was a little higher than what we were approved for, but we said, you know what, we're going to believe God, and we're just going to go for it. And so we continue to move forward, and, and um, they, they, you know, as, as a, they are known to be... Um, 
how can I put it, uh, very shrewd businessmen, let's just say that. Um, they're, they're very shrewd, and so whatever the price is that they set, that's what they wanted. And so they were aggressively saying, hey, I, you, know, you know, I don't know nothing about Jesus, but I know about his money. So right. uh, 1.8 is what we asked for, so holler back when you got it. And so uh, we, after you know, trying and trying and trying, we finally moved up to what their asking price was. We put in the offer for the asking price, and then guess what happened? Nothing. Crickets. Nothing. You mean nothing, Pastor? Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. We put in the offer. We, we set an expiration for the offer. We were talking to people. I got a phone call, and I, I go to the mall. I happen to run into the owner, and I actually speak to the owner of the <laughs> entire property, who just so happened to be there. And we have a conversation. Um, we, I, we, I give him exactly what he's asked for. I speak to the broker, uh, the broker, I give him what he asked for. And so we begin this ping pong yes. of talking to the broker, talking to the owner. Owner would send me to the broker, broker would send me to the owner. And at this point, I'm getting frustrated. Yes. I'm getting frustrated. Because we've done everything that we needed to do. I need to house my people so we can shout these walls down. Mm -hmm. And y'all hating on me. What's going on, guys? What's up? So we, we start just kind of thinking, what, what is it? Yeah. And we start praying, what is it, God? I, I, just, I don't know. And so what happened is I, I begin to now do everything in my power for this to work. I've, I've met the owner, I've, I've called people, I've, I've come up to the asking price. We've done everything that we needed to do for this to work, and it's just not working. And so this began to weigh on me heavily. Yeah. Um, one day I'm, I'm in my office, and I call my wife, and I'm pretty much in tears. Mm -hmm. In tears. Okay. Yeah. No, you were in tears. You were. I didn't in want tears. them to know that. Now you got to be vulnerable. If we're gonna be transparent, we gotta be transparent. You gotta be transparent, right? So, he was in tears, you guys. Yeah, he was crying. This woman was, you gave me, Lord. He was this crying. woman you gave me. Uh, so I'm crying, um, and I, 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 I call my wife, and, and I just said, I said, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Um, I've, I've done everything. The church is growing. People are excited. We got the money. We gave them everything that they asked for. And I just, I don't know what to do. I prayed. I've asked the Lord to just give us a clear sign. And I just, I'm not getting one. And I just don't know what to do. And um, that day, uh, that was in February, baby, mm -hmm. or March? Mm -hmm. March. Uh, March? Yep. It was in March. And I said, uh, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to let it go said, I'm, I'm going to let it go. I said, because uh, what's happening now is I'm getting distracted. I can't focus on the main thing that I need to stand up here and, and preach. I, I'm not focusing yeah. on my team. I'm not focusing on yeah. my leaders because this has now become so involved that I'm, I'm getting distracted from the main thing. And I don't want to get mm -hmm. into position uh, to where uh, I'm making the thing my God instead of you my That's God. Right. And I said, okay, God, I, I need to reassess, and I, I just need to let it go. And I said, so, God, I'm, I'm letting it go. And so I, I spoke to our, our board. I spoke to our team, my leaders, my family. I told my wife, I'm just going to let it go. That's it. 
I said, because um, God has been too good to us. And I said, now it feels like we're forcing it. Yeah. Uh, this entire process from starting the plant of this church up until that moment has been sweatless. Yeah. It literally has been God flinging doors open, yeah. providing money, providing provision, providing people. I still don't know where half y'all came from, <laughs> but the Lord brings them in, yeah. right? And, and it, it's, that's yeah. what he does, right? Yeah. And so when I get to this point of this is too much, I said, Lord, mm. I'm, I'm going to let it go. Yeah. And so I let it go. Um, and I, I'm a, am I good to go? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We good. I'm good. You good? All right. Okay. So I'm so getting. I'm getting March. excited. That's March. Yes. Um, you and, sit up here. Oh yes. yes. Good. Was it Good Friday? Um, anniversary. Anniversary. Yes. So our anniversary. She keeps me on time. Our anniversary service. Um, this is why I was discouraged because I really wanted to sit up here uh, at our anniversary service. Um, and tell you guys that we had a building. Yeah. I said, how crazy would that be if we get to stand here on this pulpit one year later and tell everybody that we have a home? Yeah. Uh, but that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And so I was even encouraged in that moment because I said, you know what, it was a time for me to stand here and continue to affirm my faith for what God is doing despite it not turning out the way that I thought it would turn out. And so I stood up here on our Good Friday service, and I said, hey, anniversary. our anniversary mm -hmm. service, and I said, hey, um, uh, I would love to stand up here and say that we have a building and that we have a new home, but that is not the case yet. But we're still believing God for the Limitless Life Center, and we're still believing God for what he wanted to do. And so even in that moment, I'm reaffirming what I'm believing for for God. And even as you guys were shouting and you were shouting it down, in that moment, I was being encouraged that our peoples were still believing with us. And so two weeks later. Yep, two and a half weeks later. Two and a half weeks later. Yes. Um, I get a phone call. Um, I get a phone call from uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Nixon. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Nixon gives me a call. Mr. And Nixon is the commercial realtor. Is our, our commercial. We had Miss Lori, who's here with us yes. today, and we had uh, uh, Mr. Nixon. Um, and Mr. Nixon calls um, me and, and dad and mom and my wife. We were at, at the mall uh, uh, getting some, some candy and some uh, honey buns <laughs> and uh, some cinnamon, excuse me, cinnamon rolls. Uh, and the, oh, the cinnamon rolls for the kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, and, and I get this phone call, and, and Mr. Nixon says, hey, um, you should look at the Holy Rosary building. And I said, uh, yeah, I looked at it already. Uh, they want a lot of money for it that we don't have. So, and it's really old. And I, and I said, and this is what I said, I said, it's old. I said, when you walk in there, it's really narrow. We did a funeral there a couple months back for a family member. And it's like, you can't hardly walk through there. And he was like, uh, yeah, I think you should, we, should, we should go look at it at least uh, and, and, and go put in an offer. And he says, you know what? I actually know the person who, um, who the deal is through. And I've worked with them before. And I know that they actually sold the building for less than it was supposed to be uh, uh, sold for, for the asking price. And I said, okay, um, well, how much uh, do they want for it? And he says, uh, they want 1.6. I said, good, because that's what I got right there. Let's go. Let's go. So he says, he says okay, um, let's put in the offer, and we'll see what happens. And so we hang up the phone. And I remember, I was, um, we had just got Caden some candy, and I walked out of the store and to the right, and I got, he called me back. Now, I'm expecting him to put in the offer, call me back in a couple of days, tell me what's going on. He calls me back immediately. And he says, hey. I called the people to tell them that you wanted to put in the offer, 
Um, and before I could even tell them, they said, um, we actually know Kenan and Sonia. Um, we actually want to meet them. So could you have us meet them this week at the building, and we'd love to talk to them. And so I... I was like, well, who is it? He was like, I don't know. Let me send you a picture. And so I, send the, I look at the picture. I have no idea who this is. No clue. So no I, clue. I, I asked my wife, because she worked at the school. I'm like, you know everybody. So uh, no. I said, do you know who this is? She says, no, I don't know who this is. I mm -hmm. asked my dad. I said, dad, do you know who this is? He said, no. Um, um, Mr. Deal is on a beach. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mr. Deal is on a beach. I said, Mr. Deal, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know your feet is insane right now, but I want to send you this picture to see if you know who this is. Because if we don't know, I'm sure you know who it is. He says, no, I don't know who this is. I was a little disappointed yeah. at that. Uh, and so, and so, um, uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday come, I had already scheduled to go look at the building. I go look at the building. I walk inside only as a favor um, to Mr. Nixon because he had been so wonderful, so great to us. And I, I walked inside, and I walked inside. I was like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. This is a lot different than what I, what I remember. Mm -hmm. All the pews are gone, and it's a massive space. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking around in it, and it's just wide open. And I said, this actually might work. And so I go home, and I tell Sonia, I say, hey, uh, I know what it looked like. It don't look like. Somehow it don't look like that no more. I think, you know, we should actually go and check it out. And so we make the appointment. Because they wanted to meet us. Right, because they wanted to meet us. So, so we so were already going back. they wanted to meet us on Thursday. Right. And so we go mm -hmm. back on Thursday. Yeah. We go back on Thursday and we go in, we walk in. Uh, and as we walk in the door, I walk in the door with my wife and I look and it is my next door neighbor's son, daughter and son-in-law son that are there. Our very next Our very door next door neighbor. neighbor. Yes. Just like next door neighbor. And we we see them come and we go. We see them come and go. Yes. Uh, my son Cadence has been in the in the pool with their kids. With, yeah. We've seen them come and go. Never thought yes. one thing about it. We walk in the door and they're there. And me, you know, being me, I said, "What y'all doing here?" <laughs> So country. <laughs> I said, what y'all doing here? <laughs> and, they so said, and, they, and they said, we're, we're the, the family. We're the marks. We're the family. We're like, wow. And I was like, what? And she said, you probably don't. Go ahead, Can babe. I tell this part? Go, go for okay, it. Okay, so I'm going to jump in because this part is so passionate. I'm so passionate about this part. So four years ago, um, she tells us, she's like, well, I wanted to me, I wanted you guys to know that I'm, we're the marks. And four years ago, uh, my mom came to your house and told you guys that her son-in-law was diagnosed with cancer. Her husband, yeah. And as soon as my mother-in-law told you guys that, uh, and she wanted, because she wanted prayer. So as soon as she told you guys that, you guys stopped what you were doing and you prayed with her. And so I want to let you guys know that here we are four years ago, four years now, and my husband, and she pointed to her husband, he's doing well and he's thriving. And we wanted to thank you guys so much for your prayers. Yeah. And so we just wanted to say thank you. Yes. And we just wanted to say thank you. And when she said that, I just, it was, you hear people say, ooh, I got chills. Like literally I got chills because four years ago we had no idea that that was the setup for what was gonna happen four yeah. years later. Yeah. And what happens when you're obedient and you just don't say it with you, oh yeah, I'm gonna pray. But when you actually do that yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it manifests into something more than what you can ever yes. imagine. So that moment had come and gone and sure we checked on, hey, how's your son-in-law? But we never put a face to him. 
And man, that was a seed that planted, that was planted at that time, and it blossomed into something so beautiful, something that we had no idea of. So this is an example of God's ways are so much higher than yeah. our ways. Yeah. Right? His thoughts for us are so much bigger than our thoughts. And so it was such a wonderful moment. And we went around that building. And for me, I was stuck in that place. Yeah. When she, I was stuck. I was looking around gleefully and excited. But I was stuck on, man, God, for real? Yeah. Four years ago, a prayer. And here we are now. Yeah. And so that was just, it was, that was monumental for me. Yeah. And so we, as she said, they're walking around. We're walking around. We're looking at all the buildings. Yeah. And all the spaces there, and I, I get to meet uh, uh, Mr. Mark Senior, who was the the owner of the company, and I just begin telling him the vision for what we have for the Limitless Life Center and what we want to do in Woodland. And he begins to ask me questions about the church and and about everything that's happening. And and he, uh, as my wife is walking around, he pulls me to the side of, of the car and he just looks at me and he says, "Hey." You know, I, I, I'm excited about you guys. I'm excited about what it is that you're doing. I don't see any reason why we can't make this deal happen. Uh, I, I want you guys to be in this building, and we're going to make it work. And I said, thank you so, so, so very much. And so he said, hey, go home, talk to your wife, you know, talk to whoever you need to talk to, and let's meet next week. Uh, and let's sit down. Well, I already knew. I could have told him right then, but I was like, you know, let me go home like he said. And then... <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to my wife and talk to them, and we'll see what happens. And so uh, we left that day, and we're excited, and we're, we're thinking about it and talking about it. And, and, you know, it was a resounding yes for us. Um, and I, I talked to our team, talked to our board, and uh, we met with him on that Tuesday. Mm -hmm. That Tuesday, um, he texted and said, hey, I want to meet you and your wife at the building. Uh, would you just come in at our building. Would you just come and meet us there and sit down with us and, and we'll talk and we'll see from there. And so we get there, we go in, we sit down. There's this uh, long table and, and myself and my wife are there and their whole family is there. And uh, we spent most of the time actually just kind of just talking, just talking about sports and uh, about their lives and what they do and the ministries that they have and the things that they've done. So we sit down and um, he asked us, you know, hey, you know, what do you want to do with this building? He said, you know, we would like uh, to move forward with, with, with uh, having this as our church and our place of worship. And he says, okay, well, the asking price is 1.6. Um, and so, you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, Jesus, that's all I got. So I hope he ain't going to say no more. Uh, so he, he, he said, the asking price is 1.6. And I said, okay. And he says, um, he says, but, you know, we've, we've done some work, we've done some things, and so we need to cover uh, the losses. He said, we wouldn't be a company um, if we didn't cover the losses. We purchased the building, we, we um, had some, uh, some things that, that needed to be done, and we took care of some things. We need to pay our staff for the time and all that kind of stuff. He said, so there'll be a 6% increase um, that will add on to it, and then we'll add on to the, the realtor fees as well. And I, I did not, I'm not good at math. And so I said, okay, 6%. Okay, cool. And he says, yeah, it'll be about $90,000. I was like, okay, all right. All right, okay. You know, uh, we'll figure that out. Okay, cool. Um, and so he begins talking and he continues talking. We start talking about sports and all these kind of things. And he says, you know what? He says, you know what? I'm going to donate that, that $90,000 to the church. He says, you know what? He says, uh... 
he says, he says, don't even worry about it. We're, we're going to donate that off. We'll, we'll write it off as a donation to the church. Um, and he looks over to the, to the realtor, who's his also realtor. his realtor, who's also sitting there. And this was like the most boss move I've ever seen. He turns and he looks to the realtor. He says, uh, you should give some of your commission to him. <laughs> And the realtor's like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess we, I'm going to give some of my commission then. But oh, he's very gracious. Yeah. And he says, so, so we'll write that off and we'll, we'll write some, uh, um, we'll have some commission come and we'll donate that back to the church. And so what wound up happening is after it was all said and done, it wound up being a little under 1.6 that we wound up settling the price at. And this is before we signed any contract, before we looked at, we're just talking, we're just having conversation. He's like, we'll let them figure that out. And I'm like, okay, well, let them figure it out. That's fine with me. And he says, you know what? Um, let's get them some keys so they can start looking in and getting stuff done. And before we even signed a contract, before anything, we walked out of that building with the keys to the church on that day. A handshake deal. A handshake deal. A handshake deal. And so if we wind up walking, walking through there, and I mean, I can't even begin to tell you the overwhelming feeling of gratitude that we had. And, and the one thing that I want to say uh, before we close, I had some questions, but we'll, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about it next week. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the one thing that I thought was really important, uh, as this was going on in December and January, uh, and I got to February, I said, uh, why, Lord? Yeah. Why? so good. Why would you allow... Yeah. Uh, uh, why would you allow us to get $500,000 toward our building? Why would you allow us to get approved for $1.6 million and bring us through all of this for us not to have a place? I'm upset. I don't know how y'all talk to the Lord, but I'm, I'm very frank. Lord, why would you, why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. The next morning after this happened, I woke up that morning, and just as I'm coming out of my sleep, the Lord reminds me of that conversation and that prayer. And it was like it was replaying in my head. And it's like, Lord, why would you allow me to raise one uh, uh, five hundred k? Why would you allow us to raise that money? Why, why would you allow us to get approved and then not give us a place? And I heard it so strongly. He said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I never forget it. I jumped up and I ran in and I told my wife and I said, I told her that exact thing. I said, God said that he wouldn't do that. And he has provided a place for us. He has provided a home. And, and, and not only did he provide us a home, but he provided us a home that was more than we could ask, yeah. think, or imagine. Yeah. Yeah. He provided us a place to hold services. He provided us a place in the very heart of the city. He provided us the tallest building in the downtown part of the city. You can see that cross from anywhere in the city. He provided us a place that this entire city knows where it is. And so it won't now just be known for the Holy Rosary, but it will be known as a new home for Limitless Church. Yes. So Hallelujah. Good.
so good. And so my prayer, and worship team, you could come, my prayer is that you leave encouraged. Yeah. I don't know what God has told you. I don't know what promises that you're looking to walk in, what things that you've been walking through, what things that you thought God forgot about or he didn't remember. But please, please know the God that we serve. Yes. Please be reminded. Yeah. Be reminded. Baby, there was a, something that you said. Do you still have that about being reminded? It was the answer to a question that I'd asked you. Um, um, about the children of Israel. Yes. Just to don't forget. Yeah, don't forget. Could you share that? Yes. So the question he asked was, what did you, what did you do to, what can you share that will encourage somebody who's in the waiting? Yeah, because we spent a lot of time in the waiting. And there were some good days and there were some bad days. And I, th I think some of you might be in the waiting right yeah. now. And so I wanted to yes. say, and I asked her, I said, what did, what, what was it? Yeah. What, what could you say to somebody who, who's, because we're on the other side, right. and it's easy for us to be happy and joyful, but what about those people who are in the waiting? Do not forget. Do not forget, like the children of Israel, when God brought them, God brought them out of Egypt, God provided for them. He made a way out of no way time and time again. It was miracle after miracle after miracle for the children of Israel. Yes. So when they looked back, they saw God's faithfulness, right? They saw how God just did the miraculous. But when they looked ahead or they looked in the future, they saw that they were in the wilderness and they forgot and they complained and they murmured and they grumbled because they didn't see how this was gonna ever happen in the midst of this wilderness. So in the midst of your wilderness, don't forget. Don't forget what God done for you. Don't forget about the miracles that God had yeah. performed for you. Don't forget about the things that he, the, the things that he brought to you. Don't forget about the miracles and, and just, man, all of the open doors that he, don't forget that. And allow those moments, allow those thoughts to catapult you. Yeah. And use that as faith, as ammunition. I wrote down, sometimes we get so caught up in the waiting that we lose sight of our priorities. Mm. Yeah. But when faith becomes our first obedient response, Ooh. the waiting is no longer the focus. Our faith is. Ooh. Right? That's good. That's so good, isn't it? Yes. That's so good. So oh, don't forget God's faithfulness. Don't forget God's goodness. And take that and use that as ammunition when you're in that wilderness, when you're in that place of waiting. You know what? If God did it before, he's going to do it again. Come on. We forget how God has come through in the past. And because we become so focused on what we don't have in the present, we complain and we murmur and we grumble. So let's not do that. Be encouraged that the waiting is a setup, right? The yeah. waiting is an opportunity for us to use faith and to walk in hope and to walk in love and to be expectant of what God is going to do and put your expectations aside because he's going to blow those out of the water. Yes. We would have settled on the God chalks. We would have missed out on so much. Yes. We would have missed out on just, man, just so much. So just allow God to remind you and yes. just to bask in what God has done for you yeah. and just be prepared for what he's going to do. One of the things I always say, I said this to my team earlier, but I have a, um, I have a whiteboard on my wall that sits over my bed, and I wrote this thing, um, it's crazy faith. Mike Ty had a series last year and the year before we talked about crazy faith. 
And he said, it's only crazy until it happens. And so I wrote on my board, crazy faith, it's only crazy until it happens. And I began to write a list of things that I was believing God for. And it would happen one by one. I would begin to erase the things. And it was so awesome that on that day that I came home, I got to erase the last thing that was on my board. And it was said, I'm believing God for favor for for the new home of Limitless Church. And I got to erase that. And the only thing that was left there was this. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. And you'll always need to be in preparation if you're truly expecting. Yes. You'll always need to be in preparation if you're truly expecting. The one thing that I learned, thank you, baby, the one thing that I learned was that the grace of God will always take you farther than self-effort ever will. What I realized was in, in, in that God Chalks building, I began to try to make it happen. There were some doors that, I, that, that weren't quite opening in, so I began to, to do what I knew to do. And it was just what I knew to do, but it was what I was doing. But the grace of God will always take you farther than self-effort will ever will. We did absolutely nothing to be in this building. We didn't make a phone call. We didn't find it on LoopNet. We didn't have a, have a friend who had a friend. It was all God. All we did was live next door. That's it. That's all we did. We, we, we had an opportunity to do what we always do, which is just pray for somebody. And God took that and used it four years later. The grace of God, the continuing grace of God. My, my, my Godfather calls it grace equity, this grace equity that's building up, and, and he used it. We can't attribute it to our good works or our smarts or our PhDs, our masters, our our learning, our, our, our credentials. It has nothing to do with that because it will always fail you. The only thing that will remain constant is the grace of God. And so I pray that no matter where you are, what you're believing God for, what season that you're in, that you leave this place reminded of the goodness of God reminded of his faithfulness, even though you may not see the end right now, that you will be reminded of God's love for you. And I pray that our testimony reaches others, it reaches you and it encourages you, and that you will be reminded to share your testimony because I guarantee you it could change somebody's life. And not just the life of the person you tell it to, because here we are, 2,000 years later, still being encouraged by the testimony of the Word of God.